Hello and welcome to episode 151 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Joining me on today's episode is the film director, Filippo Meneghetti. We get to sit down and talk all about his brand new film, Two of Us. This for me is one of the most beautiful films I've seen this year. The storytelling, the acting and everything about it is an utter masterpiece and tells the story of pensioners Nina and Madeline and how they have their secret love for each other for many decades and how their relationship and love is tested to the ultimate level. You know by now I'll never spoil a film for anyone. Anyone that tunes in to this podcast, I like to basically help you make that choice to then go and watch the film for yourself but I'd never ruin it and tell you more about the story that would give anything away. But this film is absolutely stunning and I urge you all to go and check it out. But before we get to today's episode, I do like to touch base and on the big episode of 150, I was joined by Jared Gilman, the main star of Moonrise Kingdom. For me, Wes Anderson's finest ever film, an absolutely amazing interview and a perfect way to celebrate the big 150. Thanks so much for everyone that tuned in. Since the podcast went out, so many Wes Anderson fans have contacted me on Twitter and Facebook and emailed me, telling me just how much they love the fact that Jared opened up so much, told you what it's like to be on set with such a genius like Wes Anderson, and telling everyone so much more about the film industry and what it's like to create these films with Wes Anderson. So again, thanks to everyone for tuning in. I am so grateful for you all listening. And now it's time to get to today's episode. I'm joined, as I said, by the amazing film director, Filippo Meneghetti. I'm so glad he's joined me today and I can't wait for you to hear the interview. So here's me and Filippo talking all things Two of Us. So, Filippo, thank you for joining me today on the Mark and Me podcast. Thanks for having me. What I want to do today, Filippo, is take it right back to the early days and when you were growing up. Was it at a very young age that you loved film or was it a bit later in life? Uh, well, I guess it was uh, not so early. Um, I come from a family with no film lovers or so or whatever. And uh, yeah. I, it, I kind of came across... Uh, film when I was about, I guess, 17 or 18. Uh, I was kind of a difficult kid and, and I had, you know, two people that were very important for me that, that kind of uh, uh, started to end over to me a VHS cassette on video cassette of wonderful uh, filmmakers. And, and it was kind of, uh, you know, a moment in which you realize that you might do something with your life and that can be cool. <laughs> and uh, and that, 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 that was uh, the way uh, I started to, to, to get, have an interest in, in filmmaking. And can you remember those early films that maybe were on VHS that you watched that you remember being so good and so kind of um, just that blew your mind and took you to a new place? Oh, so many. Uh, and, you know, it might sound, but I guess the opening sequence of Wild Strawberry yeah. uh, was uh, the moment at 17 years old, which you goes like, you know, mind blowing completely. And, 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 and you realize that, 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 yeah, there are some wonderful things out there and you should get a look at it. <laughs> and you said that your family aren't from a, a movie background or anything like that. So your parents weren't, were they supportive or were they kind of asking you to study a more academical sort of degree or anything like that? Or were they fully behind you in wanting to be a filmmaker? Well, I guess, you know, um, uh, 
they were uh, they were uh, doubtful, I guess. Yeah. Since, you know, for them was very uh, uh, it was a, a very strange choice. You know, very out of their uh, ideas about what you should do in life. Yeah. But 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 not not against. You know, I did my own way the way I wanted, and and you know, anyway, I left home, and and, and that was it. But but you no, know, they were supporting uh, the way they could, and. Uh, and at what point did you think that you could actually make a career from it and want to do that, you know, full time? Was there a point where you were working in maybe a normal job or working as uh, in a different company that you were starting to think, look, I, I can't do this. I need to make films. This is this is not the life for me. I, I have to do something creative and be a filmmaker. Uh, to be honest, for me, I, it's funny. I, I, I never had the feeling uh, that I made any choice. Yeah. You know, kind of, I, 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 I did many different jobs to, you know, to make out a living, but then I always try to, to, to get to filmmaking, uh, at my own pace. And I did study other things. I did study anthropology university. So, but, and, and, and why, and I've been working for other people. I mean, I, I did any possible things on a, on a movie set Yeah. and at, at a certain point, but I always had this feeling that that could be, it, it always looked uh, very close and very far at the same time. The possibility of actually doing it, actually being a filmmaker, making yeah. my own film. And I guess the, the first moment in which I really thought, oh, that might work out at the end, it was uh, with my very first short, which was, you know, very, very low budget. Um, I went to uh, Angers, Premier Plan. It's a festival, it's a film festival okay. in France, yep. which is wonderful. And suddenly I'm in a film festival and there are uh, 1,300 people in the room watching my film and Jean Moreau <laughs> is in the room. Wow. And at the end of the film, she came up and, and say hi to me. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> this is crazy. You know, I never thought that that could be happening for a short then. And, and, and yeah, I think that, that was that night I didn't sleep. I remember no. that. Were you sitting thinking, there kind of pinching yourself? Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe at the end, it could be working out, but, and I was already like 32. Yeah. 31, so, so did you kind of teach yourself the process of filmmaking? Were you studying and going to film school or was it all just down to yourself and learning on the job and getting on film sets and asking people questions all the time and trying to get as much information as you could? I did both. Yeah. I did study and then I did work and then I, I did ask a lot of things, but that yeah. was, I remember my very first, first movie set were in New York on independent uh, film, short film, yeah. uh, student film. And, and I was, uh, I guess, uh, I, I remember people were kind of, uh, uh, <laughs> it was probably funny for them because I was asking questions all the time, you know, yeah. wanted to touch the, touch the camera, touch this, touch that, how does it, and because, you know, it, it feels, you know, I just love it, you know, and, 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 I guess that's the fool, you know, you, you really love it. And I really love it. I mean, every, I'm never unhappy on a movie set. No, that cannot happen. I mean, I can be very stressed. I can of be, course. I, I can be under a lot of pressure uh, and tension and, and, and tired. But I, as soon as I see the camera and you say roll camera, then I'm happy. It's crazy. And you discussed then about how you started on a short and, you know, it, it did very well. You know, you got to a film festival, you got high praise. At that point, that's the moment you kind of clicked and thought, I can do this. I can try and make a career. I can really go ahead. 
after that short, did you feel a lot of pressure to try and then top that and try and capture that? Because when it's your first film, you know, your heart, your soul, everything goes into it. How did you accomplish then bringing out another movie to follow that and kind of still achieve such high expectations? Uh, you know, I didn't at that time because for me, uh, anyway, the goal was the feature. Yeah. So I didn't, the short where, you know, I, no, I didn't have that. I, I might have it now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the feature went well. So so that's, this is the point where I, I'm, I have that kind of feeling like, okay, yeah. and now what am I going to do? <laughs> but I mean, it's a good feeling, you know, it's not. Of course. I cannot definitely not, cannot complain about that. No, and with the release of two of us, I've been lucky enough to see the film and I think it's absolutely beautiful. It's a fantastic film from start to finish. And that's why I'm so glad I get to speak to you today. Thanks. Can you tell me how the idea came about for this story? Uh, well, actually, the, um, I, I was telling you before about those two people that were very important for me and yeah. me over VHS. Uh, at that time, they, one of them especially went through a very difficult time. Okay. Uh, very, very similar to, I mean, similar to the story that yeah. was tells, which is invented, by the way. I mean, the, the film is invented. The, the story of the film is invented. Yeah. But, but then at that time, actually, um, she went for a very difficult time and I was really touched by it. And I always thought that if one day I had the possibility to, to reach an audience, then I would have loved as a gesture to give her back something that she gave me. That's uh, amazing. So, to tell this kind of story. But then uh, it took years. Uh, so that was in my mind for years. And then I was always trying to find the right angle. And yeah. as a filmmaker, I guess you're kind of... Uh, hunting for metaphors uh, of course. or trying to find the right images. I mean, I, I, what I'm looking for is uh, an image that I could, I could shut, uh, something that I can shut and that, that will show uh, what is going on inside the character without having the need to say that. Yeah. And, and, and so then 10 years later, I mean, after this, the things that happened to this person even more, uh, I, came across I was visiting a friend in in Verona which is you know Romeo and Juliet town so I guess for love story that's kind of weird uh, I mean it makes sense probably and and um, and I, I came across uh, the, the neighbor of this friend of mine that were two uh, aging women uh, to, that became widow pretty much at the same time and to keep each other company they were kind of sharing uh, the landing and living in two apartments one in front of the other like like Nina and Madeleine do yeah and 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 and, uh, and and when I saw that it clicked, and I realized that that could be uh, a very simple everyday life uh, metaphor, uh, very precise metaphor to tell the story that I had in mind, which was a story of uh, exclusion and self censorship, basically. I mean, also, but I mean, probably the biggest issue. It's such a powerful story, and the character <laughs> development is so crucial, and. When you were with these actresses, how did you kind of develop these characters and have the conversations with them to show this? Because it's so crucial that they got this right for the story, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, if if the, the two characters don't work, the film will not work. And if the, you don't believe to their love story, the film will not work. That was for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, but the characters, we, we, I wrote the film with Marisol Bovarasmi and, and we wrote it for uh, five to six years. Uh, so there was a, a huge path and a huge, uh, we had a lot of time to vote, to think about the characters and, and Barbara and Martin were uh, involved uh, kind of halfway through the financing process. And so 
uh, I started to hang out with them when it was possible because Barbara lives in New York. So whenever she was in Europe, we were meeting and Martin lives in Paris. So that was easier. And, and kind of hanging out with them, I, I started to um, uh, about them also as a per, as persons. Yeah. And, and, and we kind with Malison, I was going back to Malison and we kind of uh, started to shape characters towards the kind of energy that I was seeing coming yeah. from Barbara and Martin. And, and, uh, and that was very interesting to do that. And then, of course, you know, actor, such actresses bring so much to a character, you know, uh, on so many different levels. And, and, um, but that is for sure, uh, character development was, was an important thing. And also the character that was harder uh, to develop was uh, Madeleine's daughter, yeah. uh, Anne, which is played by the wonderful Lea Drucker. And and uh, and that was that was tough to do because at the same time you have to have a character that will uh, get empathy from the audience while she does kind of hard bad things uh, throughout the film. Of course. Uh, and that nuance, that that kind of balance was was very hard to to write first and to play for Leah uh, after that. And luckily, I had the chance to work with such a. a, a um, smart and, and, and precise actress like, like Leah. And how did the audition process go in the writing of these characters? Because obviously you said then for years you'd had these people in mind, you, you knew how good they were on screen. The chemistry was absolutely incredible. I believed in the story. I believed in their love. But how did it go about um, auditioning for the daughter's part? Because like you said, it's such a crucial part to the story. Uh, to be honest, we did an audition. I, I, I know Leah's work. I saw her and, yep. in, in a couple of uh, French films. Yep. And I, I, first time I saw her, I was starting to write the character. I, I, was, I wasn't even writing the character. I was thinking about the character. Okay. It was even before. And I saw this actual screen. I said, oh, she's perfect for what I, you know, that, that kind of moment. And then you we, just knew. And then we met and, and she, she had read the script and, 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 and you see. Uh, I think it. Sometimes there, there's, a, there's a, something very clear suddenly, and 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 you realize that the person will will be touching the right core, will will, will be Definitely. the right person, and 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 as well, you know, uh, first time I met Martine, uh, she uh, actually just the look of her in person, she remind me of somebody that was very important for me, you know, it's. It's like that. I, I we sat for a coffee, and before we started to speak, I I, I said, "Um, sir," and and it's kind of you know I think I'm really uh, I think you know acting is kind of uh, mysterious, you know, and uh, it's a lot of work, but there's also of course and talent and everything. Of course, but but but, but the, the the relation between the actors and uh, and their the character it's something quite mysterious and i really cherish that and i look for that kind of thing to maybe it was meant to be maybe just because the look and everything it was just always going to happen it was probably just the right time you know you never you will never know but but yeah but, and at the same time you know i guess that's that's interesting you have to to believe your own feeling of course you have to trust your guts or something like this yeah if, if you feel if you feel it then you have to trust your feeling because you, it, it is an act of uh, fate and desire, I guess, to, to, to make a film. You know, you have to, you have to trust your own, your own thing. 
because you're going to go through tension and stress and you never have enough time. And, and then, I mean, I, it was my first feature and sometimes you're going on set in the morning and you say, gosh, all the people, these people are here and all this money are spent on this fact that I have an idea. That's crazy. Uh, and so you have to say, okay, no, 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 it's okay. I know what I'm doing. I will go this way. And um, how did you find the pressure on such a big feature with a budget that's so much larger and everything is on such a bigger scale than obviously the shorts you used to do? So did you find the pressure too much at times or were you just so in focus, so involved and were you just kind of captivated in the moment that you didn't even have time to think about what was happening around you? To be honest, you have so many other problems. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, the film was actually very short on budget. So yeah. uh, we, you never have enough time. You know, we have 30 days shooting. So, uh, and, and and so many problems, really. So so, so, so you don't have time to, to, no. to think about anything else than, okay, what are we shooting now? Okay, how are, how are we going to sort this out? And and that's, that's that this is taking 24 hours of your attention. I mean, you dream of it. So yeah. I mean, you go to sleep and you still dream about the thing that you're doing, the film, and it's never ending. And but I love the thing. I mean, it's it's you know it's kind of it is a true addiction. You know, you know that this might not, might not be good for your health, but it's still good. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. And if, so if if you get so much from it and you enjoy it so much, and you said you can't stop, it's it's part of you. It's yeah. in your blood. It's in your way that you breathe then i'm the same with the podcast you know it's it's what i want to do if i'm still editing at four o'clock in the morning i will continue to do it because it's what i'm doing it's what i love that's exactly right you know you you you, you don't even get to choose but this is in in a very good way yeah i mean i i believe i'm very lucky that, that i have this kind of relation uh, to it yeah. in life because it, it is kind of uh, you know something that you know it's important for you in your life so uh, and, and that that's luck because yeah. uh, it helps a lot uh, uh, to to live. <laughs> as simple as that. And with two of us, it's obviously been out. People are reviewing it. Do you take time and read what people say, or do you try and ignore it? Because with the podcast, you know, for every hundred people that can say they love it, if there's one person that says it's rubbish and they hate it, that really gets to me and can really like, you know, really upset me. Even though there's so many other people saying it's great. With your film, do you take on board people's feedback and read those bad reviews and those people that just are out to say horrible things, or are you just trying to switch off and ignore it and let yourself just be in the moment itself well you know i know exactly this feeling you're talking about just one phrase one, yep. one sentence of somebody will will will, will make your day horrible <laughs> yeah it's horrible but, isn't it yeah but but then to be honest at the beginning i had this uh, rule and i'm always said i'm never gonna read anything i just right. don't want to read anything uh, then uh, I, I was lucky enough with the film to have very good reviews for, in different countries. And, and so I started sometime, you know, my co-writer would come to me and say, oh, oh my producer, you really have to, to read this. It's so good. You have to read this. And so what I'm doing is sometime when, when, they, when I know it's very good, I read it just, you know, to, to, to have a better day. But, but then I try to avoid to read uh, too much. And, and, and if it happens that I read something that is by chance or, you know, just because you are on the internet and, and, and um, 
and I read that, then yeah, you know, I don't like it, but it's it is what it is, and you try to 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 avoid to think about it, which is impossible. It's not easy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not easy. But then I, I really believe I shouldn't uh, read because I I think also uh, going fo forward, uh, you know, it it is a, 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 a it can be more pressure, you know, to of course. And now that the film's finished, it's all done, it's released, what's next for you? Have you got already in mind what you want to be working on? Are you already working on something as we speak? Are you writing? Are you producing? Are you directing? How, how is it looking in the next couple of years for you? Uh, well, you know, I had actually through the pandemic and everything, the, the, the journey of this film was amazing and really unexpected. So I had a lot of uh, promotion to, yep. to do. At first was traveling and then it became virtual, but I had a lot of, uh, it was actually taking a lot of time, much yeah. more than what I ever imagined. And so it was, I wasn't able to, to, to work on something new, even if I wanted, uh, because it's, it's, it's difficult to, to imagine the next film when you're still thinking, talking about the previous one. Of course, yeah. Uh, it's, you don't let go and it's something strange. And right now I'm, 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 I have several ideas and, and I, I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, um, also, I hope I learned some lesson on two of us and, and uh, you know, to make a better film next. And, and, and uh, but I'm, I'm really trying to figure out, uh, also with all the things that happened last, you know, two years with the pandemic and everything, I'm, I'm really trying to figure out what is the right project, what is the right story, the right angle on the right story. Yeah. And how can I, can I get to do something that will resonate with our times? It doesn't mean that I have to be something, you know, on a social issue or the pandemic. I'm not, I'm not speaking about that, but, you know, of course. Try, trying to, to, to read the, the, the air somehow. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. No, I but, understand. But, but I, I, I really feel that I need to, to find the right vibration for me as well. Yeah. Before, uh, because I know two of us told me that uh, uh, making a feature will take so much out of me and that I really need to have a strong belief uh, in, in what I do, uh, what I will do next. So I'm kind of on that stage now. I'm, I'm trying to look for the right thing to do, which is great. I mean, and what advice do you give to people that are listening today that want to get into the film industry and become a director or a writer like yourself? It's a hard world to get into, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. To be honest. I mean, I wasn't into it at the beginning at all. No. So I, I, I know that it, that it is uh difficult uh it's difficult to have the right advice you know uh, <laughs> I, I i guess one important thing is the thing is to think that you don't make film alone so it's better to be surrounded by the right persons so find the right people to work with people that you can trust yeah uh people that you can fight with uh and yet fight for the same cause you know what i mean and and and, and we will there will be still be there with you for you and for yeah. the film especially and, and that's, I guess, being surrounded by the right people makes a huge difference. And yeah, and be determined. Very determined. Very. <laughs> that, um, that's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And my, my final question today is to make the podcast quite original, I try and get every guest that comes on the podcast to choose the outro music to the episode. So it makes it very different. And I put you on the spot, but you can have a piece of music from any film in the world. You can have a song by any band, singer, artist, just a piece of music or a song that you love. So what would you like? And I'm going to put you on the spot and not give you too long to think about it. 
What's a song that means a lot to you that you love that would be the perfect outro song for today's interview? Uh, wow, that's difficult. Uh, yeah, I don't give anyone any too long. Or people are always all like, right, ah, all right. fuck, you know. Two choices. Uh, you tell me. Uh, one from cinemas or something else? Uh, let's, or not? let's go for something else. Uh, My Friend the Forest by Nils Fram. Oh, nice. Perfect. That's a great choice. You knew straight away I, as well. That's good. No, I, I know. I listen to it a lot lately. Yeah. So, and, I, and I really love his music. That's perfect. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. For me as well. It was really cool to do that. Thanks thank much. you. So there it is. There's my interview with me and Filippo Meneghetti. And as I said at the start of today's interview, you should go and check out the film Two of Us. It's his latest film and an absolute masterpiece. It's beautiful, shows you all the emotions and is just one of those films that will stay with you for a long time. It is out now and I urge you, once you've gone and checked it out, to jump on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and let me know your thoughts. The biggest compliment ever is when people go and check out a film or an album or a book because of the podcast and then take the time to let me know they have done. I love reading people's reviews and feedback and knowing that you've learned something from the podcast, took it on yourself to go and check it out and then have enjoyed it thoroughly. A massive thank you to Filippo for coming on the podcast and I can't wait to see where the future takes you. You have such a great eye, your love for film is so infectious and honestly you have an amazing future ahead of you. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please jump onto all the social media channels and hit that share button. It costs nothing to do and makes a huge difference to the podcast. All the links are on markandme.com. It's really simple and costs nothing to do. Also, if you really enjoyed today's podcast, I do have a lot of outgoings from the podcast of traveling, doing all these podcasts and hosting them on a number of sites. I've just paid for another year and it's cost just over £600 to host this podcast for 12 months. So any support that comes in via my Patreon page is greatly appreciated, goes directly back into the podcast, which means more and more episodes for you guys out there. It is really busy and I want to say I will be back in only a few days time and I've got a guest returning that I know you're all absolutely going to love. I can't wait to share it. So in the meantime, look after yourself and I'll speak to you all soon.
Thank you. 